Welcome back to In the Doghouse, a podcast by Justin and myself on topics that sometimes we don't even know about until we get here. Uh, but fortunately, today we got Carson with us, the latest addition to our semifinals roster after Ooh. this last weekend's quarterfinals performance. Yeah. <laughs> Much less drama than most people, actually. She didn't even have to get a major penalty and then get kicked out. Yes. And then we had to appeal and then she gets accepted back in. So she was it was pretty calm. No, yeah, uh, no, no long-term drama, but there was still a dramatic moment that we'll talk about at some it point, was. I'm sure. It's very true. I don't even oh. know what you're talking about. What do you mean you worried? don't know what he's talking about? You will. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let me get to it. It was a very dramatic moment. Uh, Carson, how does it feel? Has it like sunk in yet for you? Yeah, it definitely has. Once some of my videos started getting verified, I was like, okay, I feel a little better about this now. Yeah. I'm sure it was nice finishing somewhere in the middle of the pack as opposed to feeling like you're just barely squeaking oh, in yeah. where you don't know if things are going to move or anything. Mm -hmm, yeah, for you sure. set yourself up for in a good spot uh, after that yeah. second day. So it was a little less stress on that last one, although that last one was a little stressful. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> God. She blocked it out of her mind. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little recap of the of the weekend for you, and, and then uh, we can tell the story from your perspective and then from mm -hmm. my perspective on it. And uh, then my man. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you out of the corner of my eyes, and I was like, this fucking guy better get out of the way right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, Carson, probably – I would say for the most part, people don't know you as well as they know. Most of our roster of athletes that have been around a little bit longer. Um, mm -hmm. You obviously just moved to Vegas. When did you move? Was this, has it even been six months? Um, it's almost been six months. Okay. So give a little timeline of like us starting together, moving out to Vegas and everything. Yeah. So um, I got started with you in June at like the beginning of June and then um, really loved the programming. So I came out and visited in August. And that was like the only time I visited. I was here for a week, stayed with Kyra, got some good training in, got humbled on mini workouts. And I, <laughs> and then um, at the very beginning of October, I decided to make the drive down and move here. How's Any it regrets? No regrets. Best decision I've made. We didn't even pay her to say that. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's you. I think there's a lot of people that ex, that maybe don't have the opportunity to experience this. But when you train alone, it's really easy to know that you're pretty talented, know you're pretty good. But it's hard to compare, or it's hard to know how close or how far you are from like the truly elite semifinal and games athletes until you have an opportunity to train side by side with them. And I feel like you oh, had yeah. that moment, like your first visit was like, oh fuck, <laughs> right? It was rough. It was rough. Who was here when you were? Was it was Ricky here and? No um, August or who, who was here? I don't think so. Oh, okay. It was just the usual crew. Yeah. Um, okay. But everybody was kind of coming off the games or some off-season competitions. And it was like Kyra. She did some stuff with Allie. Alex was around. Um, but I think it's a little bit of uh, people get a little bit starstruck training with athletes that they've seen on social media or seen in competitions. But then also you get totally taken out of your own game plan because you're like, all right, well, I need to show off or like I need to keep up with this. Yeah. And so you go out too hot. You get totally blown up. It's like that first competition experience. Yeah, it's I learned a lot. Definitely learned a lot. It's good for you. It's good to get, it was. You know, it was good for me. It's good to get humbled a little bit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what, um, what do you feel like has been your biggest area of growth since moving out here? Um, honestly, probably my mindset and like before I moved out, uh, I wasn't very confident with 
where I was at. And even like before quarters, I was like, I don't think I really belong here. And it's, it was like tough, especially working out with such elite athletes right next to you. I'm like, I'm getting beat by a minute in a workout. There's no way I'm going to make a semi. So like being able to like go through quarters and see that like I do belong and like gain that confidence was really helpful. And I think the exciting thing when you're, you're what, 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, you're still at the beginning of your career. Um, and I think being able to have people that, you know, around you that, that are, can be mentors and, and kind of see the yeah. way things go for, you know, those that are semis and games athletes. Um, it's a great environment to grow in, I think, um, especially when you allow it to, to happen, you know, when, when you're, yeah. when you're welcoming of it and you're not worried about the comparison part of things, which I think is great. Um, well, yeah. And, you know, I think uh, it's very easy to get swallowed up if you don't just say, hey, fuck it, man. I'm young. I've got a lot of time. I can't worry if I'm getting my ass beat. I got to learn as much as I can. Uh, and obviously mm -hmm. it, it paid off. I mean, you know, you're going to your first semi. Yeah. And it's so great. Like everyone's so supportive. So I could have asked to be in a better environment and no one ever makes you feel less than if you don't do great in a workout. It's always like uh, bringing you up instead of down. Except, Except for me. I was about to say. Yeah, exactly. Kiefer keeps me humble. Except for Kiefer. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a valuable opportunity to have the chance to fail or lose or do poorly in practice because there's so many athletes that are training at their gym, whether it's alone or they have some training buddies that are, you know, just people that normally do class or they're just a tier below. And so they're used to winning everything. This is like, we went through the same thing when I played college basketball. It's like everybody in high school was the best player in their state. And then you go to college and you might be the ninth guy on the roster. And it's this really, really hard identity crisis that people go through. And the same thing is true in CrossFit. Like if you're used to winning every workout in the gym and you go out on the competition floor at semifinals for the first time thinking you win everything, then you're going to find out really fast what it's like to be humbled on the stage. And you're going to have to learn how to react to that in real time. And so I think just being in a place where like, Alex might spank you on a given day. Ali might spank you. Kyra might spank you. All of these things. But also knowing like there are ebbs and flows to it. And there are things that you excel at. There are things they excel at. It kind of keeps you much more neutral throughout the weekend. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Where did you, I'm just curious. What was your placing last year in quarters? Obviously, it's different because it was the entire uh, all of North America. But where did you place last year in North America? Um, I was like 270. Okay. So you were 270 and um, what is it? In North America. This is in the world this year, right? Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> in the world last year, I was like 520. Okay. Um, and then this year you finished 40th in mm -hmm. North America West. That's awesome. Um, I know you talked about mindset, but as far as like the like physical ability, um, last year, what was it that held you up? Uh, the most in uh, quarterfinals and where would you say you saw the most progress physically moving into this semifinal? Um, definitely my like long monostructural stuff uh, like workout for last year, I would have been like, well, this is going to be the one that goes to crap and isn't great. But this year that was one of my best finishes and I wasn't expecting that going into it, but I know I've been putting a lot of work in on rowing and GHDs. So I'm happy to see that progress. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, 19th in uh, North America West. 
That's, that's to work out. I mean, your day two was huge. Yeah, and I think that totally. was a huge yeah. spark of confidence for you. You went from being, I think after day one, when the leaderboard came out, you were 64th. And mm-hmm. so we knew you had a, you were within striking distance. We knew that the cleaner jerk workout was going to be a good one, but like your day two performances, the 15th, the 19th, I think put you into 30th. And it was like, yeah. immediately you could tell that your mindset changed and you're like, Oh, it wasn't like, maybe I have a chance. It was a, uh, Oh, like I'm going to semifinals now. Yeah. And then the final workout. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that final. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go play by play through you it. You want to tee it up, buddy? Yeah. There so she was – final workout is 21-15-9 with deadlifts and pulling gymnastics going from chest to bar, bar muscle ups, and then ending with the rope climbs. And really, like, the bottleneck, the crux of this workout, everything in this workout was the nine rope climbs at the end. And so most of our athletes – especially the ones that were pretty com- comfortably in semifinals, we felt we just gave the plan that we were going to break things up two to three sets on everything from the beginning, quick rest, stay safe, get to the rope climbs and execute. Well, Carson did that super well, even though, you know, very good bar gymnast. So they didn't need to necessarily break that up. If there wasn't something coming after it, we get to the rope climbs. And as is the case on most things, it was, did not appear to be at all about physical capability. It was just fitness right? Like she's too winded for where we were at in the workout. And so <laughs> she's getting through the rope climbs and each rope climb looks fine, but the rest periods are longer than I wanted. And I'm judging her, but I'm kind of like talking her through it. Like, let's get back up there. Come on, keep going. And we get towards the end and everybody's getting excited and I'm getting riled up and people are listening or are watching in and she finishes the eighth rope climb. And I just said to her, and I was kind of, it was one of those things where like, <laughs> We'd been on the rope climbs for like three and a half minutes. And I was like, come on, we, we got to finish this workout. We got to get through this. And I said to her, I said, if you want to go to fucking semifinals, you get back up on that rope right now. Because in my head, I'm like, she's just tired. Like one of the things we need to work on is her being a little bit tougher, doing work when she's tired. And so sure enough, she like grabs onto the rope, gets halfway up, her feet slip. She grabs one more time with her hands. And then it was just like it was slow motion. You just see life go out of her, slides right down the rope, total failure to the bottom. Yep. <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, fuck. I just screwed her. She, the you the can, look you, on her face was priceless. She it is. <laughs> this just look of shock and horror of like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. It's like, I tell this person they have to do this thing if they want to go to semifinals. Then they fail dramatically. <laughs> She's at what feels like total muscular failure. You could see her eyes start to well up. I asked her, I was like, I was we'd been having some issues with the ropes being slippery because they were new. And I'm like, did your feet slip or did your your like grip just give out? And she's like, I'm just at failure. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, those are my exact words. (laughs) I go, I'm like, take 20 or 30 seconds. Yeah. As long as you need, let's just make sure we execute this last one. And it was, I still felt pretty confident that she had well enough of a buffer that it wasn't going to matter that she would get through it fine. But it certainly wasn't the ending that she wanted on this last workout mm-hmm. before she sat for two and a half hours waiting to see if she was going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it created a little drama for sure. I, I think yeah. once we knew, I think once you got that one, uh, the final one, and we saw your time, I, I mean, I, I, I think we all felt pretty yeah. confident that you were in. Um, but <clears throat> I think it was good learning experience. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, because ultimately like – you want to be able to do what Kiefer said. You want to be able to, you know, just hammer that last one. You get done with that seventh one. Even if you're fatigued, you want to be able to complete that that ninth one, um, you know, under heavy fatigue, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the goal. So um, 
again, I, I think overall, I mean, it's it, you've made such huge strides in such a short period of time, but you've still got a huge trajectory um, ahead of you. So, uh, you know, not not everything is perfect, but mm-hmm. I think at the end of the weekend, obviously very successful. What um, what was your favorite workout of the weekend or favorite moment? I guess you could say, too, but let's say workout. Um, probably workout three. Was that the clean and jerk one? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite. Shocker. <laughs> I love a heavy barbell. Andrew, you did that too. one. Yeah. I, well, I'm so happy I redid that one. I didn't really want to. And then with my last workout, I'm, I was so thankful I did. Yeah. Well, and it was, and, and even still, I, I think you probably would have been fine regardless, but it was one of those things where your score was really good, but I think that you, the ability to move with urgency on something that's heavy under fatigue um, and be confident that you can still do the work with something that we're working on with you. That's like a tough skill to acquire yeah. because it's not something we see a lot except at high levels. And so I think when we talked about it, I was like, your score is great, but it's not going to cost you a lot to redo this workout. And I think you can do better. It's like, you have a good score. So let's just go out guns blazing, like no holding back, no governor, like, if you fail, you fail, but like, you just need to go faster and get your hands on the bar and we'll see what happens. And so you're able to learn like in a totally risk-free environment, what you're actually capable of. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good workout. Um, And I feel like that's exactly what I did. I just held on the gas pedal the whole time and was praying for the best. Mm -hmm. Which is something we'll have to do a lot more of now for the next couple months before we get to semis, because there will certainly be one or two workouts that are just like all gas, no breaks, five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. If you want to even be top 30 of 60 in this, like you have to get right back to work on whatever it is that's yeah. coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer and I have talked about it at length and and there's just a, there's a pace that, oh, look who decided. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. We got blessed with a button up again. Look at this guy. <laughs> it's the new uniform. I feel like. I love just it. going to have to go polo Thursdays. Nice. I like it. Um, We've talked at length about there's just this gear that the top athletes have. And it's one of those things that that you just have to learn. It takes time to learn. It's not something that comes to most people naturally. Um, So I think, you know, being forced to go really fast um, is is something that's important. And there's going to be points in your programming over the next several months um, that you're going to be forced to go faster than you want to. Um, but it's going to help you because ultimately it's going to allow you to understand that you can kick into that gear. And I think that's something that a lot of athletes are afraid of until they do it over Mm -hmm. and over and over. And then it just starts to come more and more naturally. Um, so that'll be something that you'll see. I think that'll be the challenge to you. And that should be a challenge to a lot of athletes is in training, take those chances more. If we know that four minutes balls to the wall as hard as you can is a time to, is something that you're not totally comfortable with yet at the degree that you need to be, then you just have to do it. And you just have to come out hot and see if you can hold on and you might fail, but whatever it's training. That's the whole point is figuring out yeah. like, okay, like what is, you know, I'm uh, I'm learning how to use an espresso machine and I'm finding out that like the difference between 15 grams and 16 grams is dramatic. The difference between the grinds being a little bit finer or a little bit more coarse is dramatic. And for you, it's like, it's we had to figure out what is hundred percent and what's 105%. Mm-hmm. I like it. You like that? <laughs> I like it. So <laughs> Great nice. analogy. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I because, love it. because it is, it makes, it makes a huge difference, but, yeah. Um, yeah. but training is the best time to do that. Cause like, so what if you fail? Right. Like you still got better. Mm-hmm. You still trained. You learned what was not the right thing for you. And I think that if you're always playing conservative or you're always trying to like 
win the workout and training and you're not just trying to learn something sometimes means that you redline too quickly, um, that you're, that you're not doing yourself a service. Yeah. Um, I would like, uh, cause we haven't had a podcast since, uh, since quarters came out. Correct. We haven't had no. a chance to go through, I, mean, I would love to go through the events. I'd love to, to get, um, we'll say, let's save a couple and, for Mitch too. Cause Mitch yeah. is going to come on for the second half. Yeah, for sure. But I, I'd like to like to start, you know, maybe, uh, going through some of the workouts, um, giving some of our thoughts and then obviously for, um, you know, you got, you guys, uh, you and Dakota, uh, Carson and Dakota, you guys both did them all. Um, so I would love to, um, get people's opinions on the workouts, um, what, what they liked, what they didn't like, et cetera. Um, so first workout obviously was, uh, nine, 15, 21 of, uh, front squats, Nine front squats, nine handstand walks, 15 front squats, 15 muscle ups, 21 front squats, 21 chest to wall handstand push ups, um, which yeah, is the first walk. time that we have seen the chest to wall handstand push up other than the games last year. Um, obviously, this was not with a deficit. So um, would love to get your guys thoughts and I'll, I'll give mine as well. Carson, talk through it kind of from your perspective and like things that were good for you, how you had to break things up, stuff like that. Yeah, so obviously I knew like for the front squats that especially the heavy barbell going broken on it. I know that's like one of my strengths. And then same with the handstand walks. I knew that's where I could pick up some ground. So I was kind of like go fast on these and then so break fast up my... you ran into the rig almost. I did. <laughs> hey, I dodged it though. It was very impressive that that's it's that. video you. needs to resurface. You got to find a clip of that and pull yeah, it. Back it was really good. That yeah. Was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I broke up the second uh, set of front squats because I knew the muscle-ups would be tough for me. Um, they were a lot tougher than I anticipated and had to break the muscle-ups a lot more than I wanted to, but it's kind of just how the cards played out at that point. And then it was just kind of like get through the front 21 front squats and try my best on the handstand push-ups. They were way harder than I was expecting. I was humbled a lot on those. Yeah, I was judging Carson, and uh, <laughs> she definitely was um, a little bit shocked by how hard those handstand push-ups were. Yeah. I got to judge actually Carson and Dakota on this, and they both were a bit shocked on how hard <laughs> those handstand push-ups were. D, you want to chime in? Yeah, I mean, so shocked that you go back and you try and do the math and you say, okay, I was basically there for like six minutes. I had to do 21 of them. I got 18, so I did three handstand push-ups a minute. Jeez. Yeah. But you know what? It was uh, it was accumulation of having to do the wall walk every time. Uh, and then for me, I mean, I fell victim to going out too hot on the handstand walks. Like I was seven or eight in and I looked over and I said, I did the key for a moment where I said, oh, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Except instead that. of being at the last 30 seconds of the workout, it was essentially the first 30 seconds of the workout. So, um, you know, getting through everything up until the handstand pushups wasn't too crazy. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the time people spent on the handstand pushups, especially someone like myself, half the workout was spent there almost. Um, and you know, we, we might've seen it for the first time, but it's not something that we were totally surprised with. Right. You know, I, I think a lot of us saw that new tape line and, uh, you know, if you've done some of our online template, you've been doing what we've referred to as wall facing, not chest to wall, but we've been doing wall facing handstand pushups for a little while now. And, uh, yes, Jorge, I, I'm glad, you know, Love I'm glad I got 18 in the six minutes and that's based on what I've been practicing. Um, 
but I know that there's more of those in the near future, 100%. And I can speak to you, why not let athletes kick up into the wall facing hands? And I think that uh, we ran into a little bit of a spacing issue, not even an issue, but that was something we considered when we were laying out our floor plans, which is like, oh, what if athletes are going to be falling and kicking up, but you were not allowed to kick up. You had to do that extra handstand or the extra wall walk every time. I, dear Lord, that that had a huge effect. I don't know that this is the intention of it, but I think that honestly forcing people to do a wall walk into it plays into part of the stimulus of the workout and part of the risk reward of you're going to be punished every time you come down because the wall walk is almost as challenging as doing handstand pushups. And so if you're going to, you're not going to be able to get away with small, quick sets without fatigue because you're going to get more fatigue by wall walk. So it amplifies how much it pays off to be able to do big sets, but that also increases the risk of you blowing up by doing a big set. And so it's a, it's a different way of challenging people, but it certainly forces you to be cerebral and to know yourself as an athlete. I don't know if that's the intention. Maybe it was just a standardizing thing. Maybe it was a safety thing in terms of people being next to each other. But that's the piece that I like about wall facing is you can't have two athletes, one that can do 20 unbroken and one that has to do sets of four really quickly and have them have the same outcome because you're punished every time you come down. Whereas on a standard handstand pushup, you can just kick back up really quickly and maybe you stay fresh. Yeah, it's it's a it's much more punishing movement, um, and I think we saw that around the world. Um, you know, there was a, a pretty large variance uh, even at the even at the highest levels, um, and uh, even you know in our athletes, a lot of our athletes who qualified, um, you know, there were a few that that struggled um, and talked about how you know that wall walk just kicked their ass, like having to get back up and, and do the wall walk was really, really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I liked the workout. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think that we've seen, um, I think it's always hard when you have a new movement, it's hard to, um, you know, really kind of define the standards. Um, and you saw, you know, some videos, it's just tough to watch where some people are just you know, up against the wall and, you know, arched and, you know, so they'll have to clean it up, I think. Um, but I, I can obviously say, and I think we, we know this, that we will be seeing a lot of chest to wall handstand pushups or wall facing in various uh, capacities. You know, I, I think throughout the rest of the season, I'd be shocked if we don't see um, strict deficit wall facing either at semifinals or at the games. Um, I think we'll see that come back. I'm hoping this year that uh, the judging standard is better. I'm hoping that it's not to an arbitrary line like they did last year at the games, which was really challenging and super subjective to judge. Um, it was actually much easier to judge because it, it, during quarterfinals, because you just had to touch your head to the ground. So I'm hoping that they'll have something that allows people to be able to touch their heads to something. Um, but overall, I, I thought it was a, a pretty good workout. Um and uh, I liked I liked it as a as an opener to the quarterfinals test. And we so, know that every person that programs for a local competition is going to be like, oh, I want to do wall facing handstand pushups now, and you're going to yeah. see it all over the place. Right. So now that we're one month into kind of learning that new thirty inch tape line, ten inch standard, do we feel better about it? Are, are I still we, like it. Are, are we now that we've had a little bit of time to uh, practice it? You know, in like a day-to-day setting and it's not such a surprise do we like it better for this uh this show of tests than the open 
Uh, I think it. I think it works better for wall facing than it does for um, for traditional handstand pushups. Um, but I don't have a problem with it now that we know what it is yep. and people can practice. My biggest issue with it in the open was that it it was a brand new movement with brand new standards, and whenever mm -hmm. you do that to the world, you you end up getting a, a judging fiasco. Um, and so that was my biggest issue with it when I was complaining. Holy shit. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Yeah. That what we're, saying, we're saying what to this comment, what right? Calling. From Hans. Putting everything together. It's going to be handstand walk to the wall. When you get to the wall, you have to pirouette to wall facing, then get up on your blocks and then do strict deficit handstand pushups from there. And then you have to pirouette away and handstand walk out. <laughs> you should program for grid. Yeah, that sounds like a grid. Don't, that totally sounds don't, like a grid. Broken, don't even comment on the back end here. You know he gets all fired up about grid. All right, here we go. Right, workout two. Workout two. This was the biggest joke in all of quarterfinals. Um, uh, anyway. Was it? Oh, I don't know. I, I can't wait to disagree. Go ahead. Oh, I completely. This was a joke. Carson, you start before before old man Grumps gets going here. Um, for me, this was a it went as well as it could have gone. My crossovers went great. Uh, I think I maybe tripped one time and that was it. It was honestly just fitness. So mm -hmm. like it wasn't even the crossovers. I actually think it was fitness for mm, at least half of our athletes, which is for half of our athletes in-house, which is a good uh, credit to how much we've practiced or how athletic some of our crew is but i was afraid going into it that it was just going to be about who could execute crossovers and who couldn't and i was actually pleasantly shocked by how many people were limited by fitness as opposed to just the crossovers now that's not to say that it wasn't fitness causing them to then trip a little bit on crossovers but it wasn't just like i can't do this thing it was i can do this i need to move fast on the dumbbell now my heart's really high and now I have to work on execution a little bit. And so I thought that it balanced itself out much better than I expected. I don't think it was as much of a shit show as it, as it could have been when we first saw it on paper. I would disagree and say that at the elite level, um, you can go down the leaderboard and you could take a look at um, the top hundred in the world. And you've got some athletes who got, close to 600 and you got some athletes who got in the mid three hundreds. Um, and I know what that tells me. And it came down to who, who actually do... did that shit in their programming for the last six months. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but, but we've, we've, our people have been doing crossover dubs for, for a long time. Um, that the rest of the workout was a joke for the majority of that level. Um, and, you know, take someone like Paige Power. She's not even one of our athletes, right? Um, she wins quarterfinals, if not for this workout. But in this workout, she bombed. She doesn't even finish in the in the top twenty uh, in her in her you know in the world, um, where she, I believe she was top five in every other workout. Mm -hmm. um, Ricky, you know, for example, you know, is now really really good at crossover doubles. Did this workout? Basically, said to me, you know, I mean, he he you know missed every three essentially he got six rounds but um he self-admittedly is not a great jump roper in general he's great at double unders he's not great at um at some of the other that we see yeah. um 
Are you, are you going through the, oh, you're just going through the workout, go through, uh, put up the top hundred without, um, specifying this workout. And I'd like to, I'd love to see the variation, um, in the scores, um, between. Yeah. 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 You got a, you got a pretty massive variation in, in these scores. Um, and, and, you know, the majority of these athletes are not 150 reps less, um, uh, fit than, um, than, uh, Justin Medeiros. Uh, Justin's good. <laughs> he ain't that fucking good. Um, I just have an issue with the fact that the rest of the workout, um, in my opinion for that level, um, was, was pretty useless. Um, so I'm fine with it. It's done. Um, and I don't think that it necessarily kept anyone out that should be going to semifinals. Um, but without question, um, I'm just not a huge fan of, of that movement paired <laughs> with the others um, to where it, it became, in my opinion, a crossover singles test. Yeah, going off that last part that it didn't really keep anyone out made me just think of, wow, this would have been a perfect opportunity for the Open. Put that in there with like a 50-pound and a 35-pound dumbbell, the single under crossers. You know, you get a chance for the whole world to really see how tough they are. And again, no one's going to get excluded from quarterfinals based on that workout uh, when you balance out some of the other things. I, as, some, I, as someone who really likes jump rope, I, we've been doing a, a ton in programming, singles, doubles, triples, crossers, you name it. Um, I liked the workout, but I think that it was just like a better one for the open stage. I don't think it was a really good test uh, for this late stage. But what I did like was you mentioned, you know, kind of that panic or that heart rate component where you miss one, you miss two, they just start rolling and adding and adding. And really when you do the math, you know, one, two trips, there's three reps, five reps, 10 reps on the leaderboard. And so I think that's where you see those big gaps is some people just had good sets and some people started to trip and it just tanked. And I, and, and we can certainly move on from this after, cause we could do this all day, I'm sure. But my one pushback to that would be that one of the gripes for stuff like crossovers is that it is considerably easier with a different piece of equipment. And I think putting it out in the open is an unreasonable expectation for people to have access to beaded ropes or heavier ropes at that stage. Otherwise it becomes really, really hard to do at high volume. Um, and so I do think it's better at quarterfinals because it's also something that we saw showcase at the games at a higher level skill. And so they're basically telling us this is going to be a higher level competition. This is a progression of skill that we expect. And so if quarterfinals is going to filter people for semifinals in the games that I think that this, it's an appropriate thing for them to introduce um, at a should stage have, when the people trying to go to semifinals likely have, or should be able to get access to a rope that makes it a little bit easier than maybe their traditional speed rope does. Do you think they should have just done crossover dubs in this scenario? I like the singles. They did singles at legends at um master's fitness collective too. crossover singles. So like we've yeah, seen it for again. master's athletes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think masters that it's, athletes. if you're, it's a teaching progression into it. Yeah. Right. Like, Crossover singles are a gateway into doing crossover doubles. So I think that's perfectly fine. I also think it just looks stupid. I'm not a big fan of things that make the sport look dumb. Not when Ava and does man, it. Man, oh man, the videos mm -hmm. look so freaking stupid. 
people just looked asinine. I think this would be another meme for people to use against <laughs> the sport. I just, you know, to me, it just didn't add anything. It didn't add anything. It was kitschy. Put doubles in there. Let's make it a fitness test. Let's not make it a fucking, you know, silly skill test with crossovers. This was more about boss proving a point than trying to prove fitness, in my opinion. Um, anyway, workout Carson. three. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having I think, me. I think we're about to pull Mitch in. According to, uh, oh, look at this guy. Carson, uh, Mitch, do you have any? Oh, she's gone. Yeah, Mitch, just in time for, for talking Carson. about that jump rope more, huh? You love that workout? No, 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 no. Skip this one. <laughs> We're moving on from this. <laughs> My back didn't like that workout. Jump rope. Which is a, a great Soul addition like to my workout. point that for some people it was more about fitness and work capacity than just oh, the jump rope. Geez. Anyway, such a contrarian. Mitch, our so um, our guy that loves to keep our heart rates high and our anxiety high over the course of the weekend, <laughs> two years in a row. I don't want to say cardiac kid, baby. The cardiac kid, but uh, making it interesting, right down <laughs> to the wire. The cardiac kid, but under that different is... circumstances this year than last year for sure. Yes. That's uh, what, uh, give us, give us, give the people the the twenty one people watching now on this on this uh, ultra popular <laughs> live stream the rundown. What have you been dealing with for a couple couple months now? Kind of going into this. Uh, so since Wadapalooza, basically, I've had some serious. Uh, it's been kind of loosely diagnosed as tendonitis issues in my my hand. I uh, haven't gotten a, an ortho opinion yet. I've been getting a lot of body work and PT on it. Uh, and actually prior to this weekend, it was improving significantly, which was, which was good to see. And now we, uh, we have regressed significantly to, to prior to that, but might as well have just uh, taken a bat to it. <laughs> yeah. At that point it was, it was a lot of pounding on it during the weekend I hadn't done. Uh, so basically the big things that bother it is anything hanging from a bar or an implement. So muscle ups, any toes to bar, chest to bar uh, bar muscle ups, rope climbs. Um, so luckily for me, all of that was put into one workout was just kind of a dumpster fire for it. And it would happen to be the last workout of the weekend, uh, which was good and bad. Cause I had at that point, I thought I had done enough to be pretty comfortable with it. Turns out it was not enough to be that comfortable. Um, but it was pretty evident to me immediately when I started that workout and started the chest bar that this was not going to be as, as easy as I thought it was going to be, uh, that workout, those movements on paper line up really well for me if I'm a hundred percent and feeling good. And, uh, I got through the first set of chest bar and, uh, it was, it was a struggle bus to hang on after that. And it, it really, really came into play affecting the rope climbs and just my grip in general to be able to hold on to the rope and then lean myself back and get a good foothold and, and climb a rope like you normally would was kind of out the window. So I kind of had to struggle and piece my way through those ended up with a time that uh, is not great. And if you see it on the leaderboard, you're like, wow, he probably got hit with a huge penalty or something. Oh, bring up the leaderboard. <laughs> we want to see no, it. It's was, only uh, funny because he's in. Yeah. That was, it was about as clean a run as I could oh, get at that time. I was um, very concerned. But, um, yeah, it yeah. Was, and it was it was, it was from workout one really like the the normal handstand walking and front rack had been okay but they kind of set it off going into the ring muscle ups and that was where the weekend started to like to look gloomy because there's a lot of workouts that right now in your fitness if you're healthy 
this whole weekend lined up really well for you to have a fantastic showing and you know you going from probably being a 10-5 guy on those ring muscle ups to having to do five sets of three was just a really brutal way to start the weekend yeah it was extremely evident as soon as i so i did the handstand walks everything's fine uh and as soon as i kicked up for that first set of muscle ups and i turned over my first muscle up and it was basically if you've ever had bubble wrap and you feel what that feels like to, to kind of go through some bubble wrap, that's what uh, happened in my wrist. So that was super comfortable for me. Uh, and then it came down after three and Kiefer looked at me and I looked at him and was like, Oh, okay. Going to be threes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so that was the three. I think I was uh, watching that on the side. That was like the moment when I was like, wow, he actually is hurt. I thought he was getting better and better. And I think Matt came running around and was like looking at you from the side because you started doing a little He's bit doing of some weird this shit. one. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was chicken winging ring muscle up. So that was great. Yeah. Uh, those looked phenomenal. Uh, uh, it was great. Uh, but you got through. You, it, was a, it was a good testament to mental toughness. Absolutely. Uh, got through. And riding the wave. And I've never yeah. seen you so emotionally distraught on the final day or two or something. So we all learned something from that experience. And, and we get to move forward now. Yeah, it's uh, the the last month has been great for my emotional state. <laughs> we won't we won't even go there right now. No, don't get me started. Um, so we're just kind of we're we're going through the workouts with Carson a little bit. We got through the first two, so we're on to workout three, clean and jerk workout, which I know is one that you enjoyed. Maybe it wasn't quite as fruitful as you would have liked for it to do, but it was a solid workout. It was a fun one to have in the middle of the weekend. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like that one kind of lines up, like you were saying, a lot of these lined up really well. I think that's a testament to where I'm at and my fitness right now. But 275 on the barbell is is pretty solid for me. Hindsight being 2020, this was one that I really wish I had just knocked out immediately during the weekend. And I feel like honestly, I probably left about a minute on the board with that, just with my CNS not being as fresh. Uh, that 70 pound dumbbell and all those dumbbell snatches the day before and uh, the, the kind of the, the intensity of that first workout on the legs really zapped me more than I anticipated for Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, picking up the 275, I was like, ah, this does not feel as light as it usually does. Um, still a good workout. I really liked the test. It was cool. There's this to see something this year that wasn't just the, oh, hey, here's a four rep max front squat or a CrossFit mm -hmm. other total. It's a little bit of fitness involved. You got to do some jumping. Your heart rate's not going to be at a solid 60 uh, the whole time. So it was, I, I really enjoyed that type of test and this style of um, workout. But yeah, definitely a little bittersweet because I feel like I left some points on the, on the table on that one. But Kiefer, was this the only one you did? Yes. It's the only one I did. Yeah, it, uh, I, uh, yeah this is the benefit of being a coach. Yeah. I was like, good <laughs> workout, can I snipe a couple people on? And I picked yeah. that one. Uh, I think uh, I totally agree. I think that in hindsight, Justin and I both kind of agreed that at least for a chunk of people, it would have been nice to do this one first. Honestly, I just think we looked at it as like, all right, five test weekend. When they come out, we'll see the order. If there's a lift, we'll do it first. And we just it's just hidden enough that we weren't thinking of it as being a lift workout. And so when we saw that there were five fitness tests, we were like, all right, let's start in order. Let's get this ring muscle work or this handstand pushup workout yeah. out of the way. But I do think that for some of you doing it first, it probably would have had, you know, another 
10 to 45 seconds shaved off. Um, yeah. and it wouldn't have, it really didn't have much impact on any other workout. So, no. but we all, we, we got through it. We learned from that. Yeah. yeah. And it, I don't think it, it kept anybody out. So that's good. You right. know, everybody who, everyone who was going to make it, made it, everyone who wasn't going to make it, didn't make it. And so, you know, ultimately I think it all worked out well. I think this was, um, I'm hoping that this is what we'll see for the future in quarterfinals, um, where if we do have a, a, a strength bias test, it's, it's a still a fitness test. Um, and I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was actually my favorite workout of the weekend, um, for, you know, as a test for, for people getting the semis. I really like this one. What do you yeah, think? I was trying to tee you up to have you brag about how you beat me in one of them, but no, no, no. Uh, but I'll I'll take that one because uh, I still lost to Mitch by almost ninety seconds, so I've got I've got nothing to brag on. All right, I go. did beat Stroka though. Ooh, Ooh them he wasn't happy about Stroka. it. He might even show his face for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, number four, twenty minute AMRAP. Uh thousand meter row, fifty GHDs, five hundred meter row, twenty five. V ups. First time we've seen V ups um, in the, I believe, in the history of any CrossFit competition. Um, what do we think of? Uh, what do you think of this workout, boys? First impression, Mitch. So, uh, if we want to talk about my anxiety and mental state throughout the weekend, uh, uh, this floor plan. I saw the floor plan come out with this, and. Yeah, just the GHD and the rower. I I think my heart rate was probably at like 140 for a solid 45 <laughs> minutes. It's just making up things. The going back to 2021, uh, the workout that actually kept me out of semis was a similar floor plan with just a rower and a wall ball, just two implements. Mm -hmm. uh, so I saw this kind of same setup, and I got. My anxiety went through the roof. I had to calm myself down. Text Kiefer, he told me how fit I was. I felt a little better about myself. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. Yeah. Uh, but as a test, honestly, this one, uh, for the anxiety I had going into it, I was super happy with how it turned out, how I executed it, how it felt as a fitness test. It was it was a great test of like aerobic capacity and just how you were able to maintain. I liked the change up of rowing for meters rather than calories. Cause it kind of equals the playing field a little bit for our, our less vertically inclined folks. So it's, it's a lot easier to kind of get on there and rip 2000 calories an hour and do 30 calories in 46 seconds or something like that. than it is to have a consistent pace for, um, the thousand, so it, it makes it more level for just testing your fitness all around. The V ups were definitely interesting. Uh, really made sure to read the standards two or three times before those, especially you see Why? all this. It didn't matter. No, apparently not, because there's how many people now that have uh, Hillary has destroyed and shown that it doesn't really matter whether you follow the standards or not. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, some people. <laughs> For every person that he showed that has gotten away with not following the standards, there's probably two or three that have gotten ripped apart and gotten major penalties for it. So it's like flip a coin, and I'd rather not flip that coin. Yeah. Uh, personally. Uh, sorry, just on the VF thing, because I, I wanted to know what everybody thought about this. 
I thought there was a huge difference in terms of the, the, the stimulus between having to touch your actual to, to, like tops of your toes and touching the top of your foot. Yeah. And I was disappointed in myself for not having understood the standard. And I actually sent a, a um, DM to Scuds after, cause I saw that her, her own post comparing what was on the standard sheet to what she had done in the, you know, in her recording. And I was like, wait, you could just touch the top of your feet because near the very end, when I started getting tired, I started getting no rep. Um, but do you guys think that that's a significant difference between touching the top of your foot and touching your toe? Cause for oh, me, absolutely. at least it was, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, three to six inches. We all know how much, how much of a difference that can make. Oh, geez. Yeah. I I think in general, um, yeah, there was a huge difference. If if it had been touch your toes as opposed to touch your foot, which is what the standard says, that's a massive, that's a massive difference. Um, They also unfortunately didn't really define clear standards for the GHDs. And we've seen that has been a nightmare around the world. Um, some of our athletes that got hit with major penalties then uh, appealed and won the appeal. Um, but in general, this workout, I would be surprised if there's this workout hasn't been the, the most controversial um, and didn't receive the most penalties. I think, um, and I think unfortunately uh, CrossFit set themselves up a little bit for that with the lack of defined standards. I think um you know, there was, it was very contradictory uh, in the standards. So hopefully moving forward, we'll see more clearly defined standards. Um, I didn't have a problem with the workout. Uh, I just have a problem with uh, not. Yes. Can, I can hear the wind. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I just have a problem with, um, with making it really challenging to judge like, make it make it as clear as possible like make it make it simple for the judges to make calls uh and unfortunately every year we see a couple of movements that turn into a shit show because there's there's just not clearly defined standards mitch just to make this a simple question now too if i were to tell you that you would definitively see v-ups again at semifinals would you feel happy annoyed indifferent like what do you think of it as a movement to be done in a competition setting indifferent it's just another abdominal movement if we're doing it at semifinals and it's live and there's judges there and everybody's held to the same standard sure uh as a test like this like justin said i just think i like i personally just i enjoyed the structure of the test and and everything um as far as capacity but the amount of gray area that was introduced with the standards is really concerning and yeah, it just leaves so much open to, to just interpretation of your buddy judging you. Um, and yeah, I was really surprised to see it out listed. And I actually, when I looked at the tests and everything that came out and I saw this one, I had to ch- scroll up to make sure that I wasn't on like the scaled version of the workout. Right. And I was like, oh, quarterfinals doesn't have scaled versions of the workout. This is just the workout. And I was like, okay, that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it's it to me, it just kind of missed the mark as far as, especially we're trying to introduce so much like definitive with everything's been going back and forth. And there's that huge emphasis on judging and standards and movement quality. And then you throw in a movement that has like literally probably the most gray area that you could introduce into it just um 
yeah, it, it was interesting. I'm okay with it now because I didn't get penalized and my video got validated. So. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it was just a little head scratcher as far as that goes. I love it. Mitch is on my side. I got you. Yes. Uh, let's go to uh, Mitch's favorite workout, number five. Um some point, I would like to redo this when I can actually hold on to a rope. I think that would, I think be, that would idea. be an interesting case study. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to talk about the first time you did it or the second time you did it? What first time? <laughs> I'll talk about your first time if you want. 21, 21, 15, 15, 9, 9, deadlifts, chest of bars, deadlifts, bar muscle ups, deadlifts, and rope climbs. Um, yeah, I – you know, when we saw this initially, um, my first thought was um, break everything early, uh, set yourself up for success on the rope climbs, which I think turned out to be a, a good strategy for most people. Um, I have to admit, I was pretty amazed by some of the times that I saw. Um, obviously, Ricky was one of them and, and going 423, which is pretty crazy. But to, I, I didn't see the video, but to hear that Laura Horvath did the entire workout unbroken in 411 is just absolutely astonishing. <laughs> I just can't even fathom the grip strength that you have to have to be able to do that. Because even Vellner, who went 409 and won the men's side, broke on every set of deadlifts. Um, so, you know, he at least broke a couple times. The fact that that Horvath didn't is just astonishing. It's that, um, it's that rock climbing background. Everybody just bought their two month membership leading into semifinals. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Come, you guys, come climb with me anytime. Um, Mitch, I, I personally, I think your story is much more interesting because of of how dramatic it is and, and how you almost went from you know way in to out. <laughs> so let's talk more about that. That's more interesting. Yeah. So that was, yeah, great. I'm glad it was dramatic and entertaining for everybody. Um, as oh I'm now, but. I just, when you got done, bro, I'm not going to lie. My first text was to Ashley and it was basically like, Oh shit. Uh, I'm you not sure Mitch is going to stay in. <laughs> I was, listen, what he didn't was I going to say? Fine. His words were, it'll be fine. You might get in on a backfill. And mind you, like to set the stage for people, Mitch was in 30th going into this day. Yes. He was like in the clear, all was well. The sky in would the have clear. to fall for him to miss out on going to quarter. It almost on fell. semifinals. It was coming down pretty quick. Yeah, it, it was, was coming, coming down. down. I, when you finished, I was I like, held it up for you all, though. You're lucky oh, I'm taller than you, and the, the sky no. never got to you. Yeah. Appreciate I was, it. I was fairly worried. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I mean, hey, it's yeah. all turned out well. Yeah. This one, honestly, like, on paper and seeing the weekends, like when it all came out on Thursday, I was super excited for this one. Uh, just being like bar muscle ups, chest to bar, rope climb, regular rope climbs for me, like are three really good movements. Um, that being said, I had no idea what the week, the cumulative effect of the weekend was going to do to my hand. Uh, so I became much less excited Saturday night when I went to do this workout for the first time. Uh, and it was extremely evident at that point that, uh, this was going to be a problem. Um, so like I said, I had the hand issue before since Wadapalooza, it's been uh, pretty extensive. I haven't, 
done any hanging movements from the pull-up bar except in the open. I uh, did the 20 muscle-ups and those 50 toaster bar, and that was about it. Um, I actually hadn't done a bar muscle-up or a chest bar since before Wadapalooza. Um, so this one was kind of just taping her up and seeing, seeing how everything went. Um, and spoiler alert, it did not go well. I finished <laughs> at 821. Uh, 821 is actually a minute better than the first attempt for me, which was, uh, I've never wanted, especially during qualifier workout, uh, wanted to stop doing something as much as I did probably about three rope climbs in to the first attempt at this. Uh, yeah, the ropes were a little slick. Everything was a little new, but it was, uh, honestly, it was just a combination of the entire weekend and, uh, nothing was going right. I was jumping up on the rope and like, I couldn't bring my feet up quick enough to get a leg lock because my grip was already failing. Mm -hmm. And then I was trying to rush the leg lock. So that was failing. And it was, it looked like if someone were to have like greased up a fireman's pole, and uh, I was, I did about five or six of those where I got like one pull up and then went down and I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, oh good. This is great. Um, it would have been hilarious if it wasn't the fate of my season. <laughs> uh, so that was, I did not, I don't think I slept since probably Tuesday before, um, before quarters for many other reasons, but uh, this this definitely made Saturday night a sleepless night for me. So I woke up Sunday morning and was like, okay, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get after some stuff here and it's going to be very uncomfortable and just got to do what you can do. Um, eight twenty one was the best I could do. So, uh, here we are in 54th place currently after going from 30th. Well, it was also you, I remember I was judging you Saturday afternoon when you did it and you were like six or seven in, you had failed probably six reps, an equal number that you'd done. You just looked at me and you're like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. you were like, I just want to stop. And I was like, you have to finish because we need a score in because you have no idea how your hand's going to feel tomorrow when you get back yeah. to this. Yeah, spoiler alert. Like, oh. I was like, you just got to finish it so that there's something official and then we move on. And it wasn't even official yeah. anyway because you fucked up and wore your grips. But yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you finished that first one. At least you had a score to beat and you came back. You yeah. did beat it, which is great. And listen, it all worked out in the end. I will be much more comfortable on Tuesday morning when my inbox has that invite in there. Still, still forever nervous about everything, but I've got, got the validation so far. So we're good. Okay. What, um, what do you think it's like for Carrie? who has probably never been so on the bubble for something to have to deal with you for the last week being on the bubble. Oh, what the hell is this kid doing? Two years in a row, she's got to deal with this garbage. Like, oh, my God. I probably would have walked home if I didn't beat my time from um, Saturday night. She just would have taken the truck and went. Just Listen, the only bubble she's Gary ever was been very on supportive. was... I will say, so on our video... On our video uh, on YouTube, after you finished, Carrie, she was a really good liar. She came up to you and you were like, you crushed that. It was great after the second time. And I know in her mind, she just must have been like, Jesus, no. this fucking screw. Well, if you watched the first time. He did crush it relative <laughs> to the first time. Yeah. 
<laughs> I said the same thing to him, and that was a fact. We were like, good, best you could have done. Let's get the fuck out of here now. Oh, my God. Uh, listen, man, here's the bottom line. At the end of the day, we know what happened, but no one gives a rat's ass. Like, you're going to semifinals. And to get to semifinals, you got to be – what was your thing there, uh, Kiefer? You got to be really fucking fit to get to semifinals, right? Isn't that – that's this? That's yeah. the, the diagram you use, yeah, the, the, the graph? the secret sauce for yeah. becoming a games champion. Yeah, you got to be really fucking fit to get to semis. Um, so you're really fucking fit, bro. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Two yeah. years in a row. It's awesome, man. Well, let's go. Let's get you healthy. Yes. Yeah. How's Fortunately, we found out that uh, GHDs, V-ups, and running are still things we can work on. <laughs> there you go. It's not – it's it, – I know it's there. I got uh, some work on it yesterday. Uh, I'm going to be upping – so just with travel and anything, everything where I was at after Wadapalooza, I was only able to get in for body work once a week. Uh, to get it worked on. Um, so I talked with my PT yesterday and we're going to up that to twice a week um, and just see how things progress. And if uh, she gave me a lot of homework to do at home and uh, just kind of things to, to help improve. And then we were talking, I was talking about alternatives to like, if we're not progressing quick enough and where we want to be at, we talked about uh, seeing an ortho and either some PRP or a uh, cortisone shot maybe later on. But um, right now it doesn't look like it's, it's not anything bone or fracture related. It's more of a lingering, like really deep sprain type of deal with, with all the ligaments and stuff. So hopefully some TLC and, uh, and everything will improve it. Um, like I said, the training before, like me and Kiefer were working around it pretty well. I was obviously able to maintain a high level of fitness without doing these other things. It's just a matter of getting it as healthy as I can before uh, kicking the crap out of it for four days in a row at seven. For sure. What's a, what's one movement that we have not seen that you would be excited to see at semis (sighs) that we haven't seen Mm -hmm. or seen in the way that you would like to see it, I suppose. Uh, Heavy squat cleans. In a workout? Preferably in an ascending ladder of, of heaviness or just really heavy squat cleans. Yeah. What's it paired with? Whatever you want. Is it rowing in GHDs? <laughs> uh, that would be best case scenario. Probably. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, something fitness related that is going to make it very difficult for just the big hosses to get up there and, and rip something. Uh, okay. Something that you're going to pick up and your, your heart rate's going to be at 160 plus, and you're going to have to move well under fatigue. Heavy squat cleans are heavy. Um, well, I guess we had heavy snatches in the open, so I guess those those have already come up. But mm. but you didn't have to touch a heavy snatch to get through to quarterfinal, so I wouldn't even consider that to be that relevant at that point. Yeah, that's true. Or I, uh, I do love heavy dumbbell snatches. I think anything... Uh, heavy with a dumbbell implement is is cool and really any heavy shoulder to overhead uh, if they want to do a, a workout that's very uh, overhead intensive with the hundreds or barbells or whatever I really like that I, I'm very proficient overhead so anything like that I would really enjoy I like it or swimming I really like swimming right, but that's I don't enough. know I can see <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think we there's a good chance we'll see uh, 
a heavy, heavy snatcher, heavy clean, heavy you know, squat clean at, at semis. Curious to see though if they'll do kind of similar to what they did here, where where there won't just be a a single modality strength test. I hope that that's the case. I I really do. In a uh, in in this case, it was a five test competition. Uh, semifinals tends to be six test competition. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of the single modality strength test. Uh, I just think it's too it's too biased. Um, so we'll see. Um, a lot of time to prep, though. A lot of time to prep, and a lot of time for us to, uh, you know, make our guesses and give our opinions on what we're going to see. Uh, I, I think, without question, we're going to see some kind of crossover shit and some type of um, wall facing shit. So maybe. They sure, might, we'll they might fuck around and say, you guys have been practicing crossovers. I hope you've been doing your weighted dubs. And they come back and they give us what we've been doing for the last 10 years. Yeah, drag ropes. Five years. Yeah. Triples, maybe. I don't know. But I feel like what is it? Done. We, uh, we'll be off next week. The week after this, we'll be able to come on and recap what's going on with the teams and the age group quarterfinals. See how many more people we can push through. Yeah. Next week will be fun. You excited you know, for Kenny? Oh, very excited for Kenny, excited for the rest Marley, of the teens, Marley Maya. and Maya, excited for the Masters, Shannon and yeah. Debbie. We got some other Masters that are coming into town for it. Rudy um, out in Rudy. Cali. Excited uh, for the underdogs team, A team Cammy. and B team. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Dude, the B team's coming in hot. Let me tell you, we had a team training session the other day. I We're, saw you in there, bro. Oh, yeah. I saw you jumped in. I had to take a day off today. I was a little sore. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, wish Ivy good luck at her state gymnastics meet this week. We leave tomorrow for Reno. There you go. Yeah. So It'll be awesome. She'll crush it. Yeah, she will. Mitch, uh, thanks for joining us, bro. Yes, sir. Stroka, thank you as always Steve. on the back end. Pleasure. Stroka, we love you. Mitch, thank you for for uh, just just sucking enough on the final workout to get in. Because if you had sucked any more, man, all of us would be crying right now. So it's just a little bit. Yeah. What? On their toes. Yeah. I'm messing with him. He wouldn't good. have sucked if it wasn't for an injury. Everybody knows all right. That. All it was right. just all fucking right. terrible. It was good. The best he part was, did the best he could sport. with the tools he had. And this, Absolutely. There was a valuable 100%. lesson to be taken from it. Yes. The best part was the when the scores were released. So 54th now, but everything like takes the time to settle. And when right the on scores time. were released, was scrolling down and like, oh, cool. Like I, I had a bad workout, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop out of the top 50. And then you get into the 50s and still scrolling, and then it hit 60. And that was me. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me again. <laughs> like you're like playing roulette and landing on double zero. Oh, it was unbelievable. I immediately looked, right. I, I immediately looked over at Ashley and I was like, man, I was like, he's in 60th. <laughs> I was so happy. Uh, because leaving the gym, I was like, oh shit. I just don't know if it's gonna be good. I don't want, and Dakota's not here, so. But I knew when he beat me on that one that that, you were in that, didn't, that didn't that didn't bode well. And we love Dakota. That's not nothing against you, Dakota, at all. Mitch, everybody beat you. Carson, <laughs> yeah, no, Carson beat you. Ava no, beat Carson you. didn't beat her. Didn't beat him. Yeah. Carson got eight fifty one. Ava beat you. Yes, she did. Not a lot of people beat you, bro. Han smoked you. 
All right, we got to go. Yeah. It's time to get off here. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's Bye, live everyone. or listening after the fact.